the only talk radio afternoon drive show that makes sense. Beyond the headline with Aldrin Simpia, right here on SAFM. It's 12 minutes after 3 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Keza Khanyaho, who is the spokesperson for the Special Investigative Unit, which has revealed that ESCOM did not authorize the intelligence report into corruption that was commissioned by the former chief executive, Andre Dereda. According to the SIU, they're currently considering their next move against those who launched this unauthorized independent investigation. Keza Khanyaho now joining us on the line. Keza, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. The finding so far is that there was no authority that was given to the group chief um, executive officer. Yes, uh, good afternoon, Aldrin and your your listeners. Yes, we have gone through the report and then we also looked at the issues of the governance of this report and that is where we found that there was no authorization. The board did not give any, there are no minutes anywhere where they were discussing it and then anything to that effect. But also something that we found was that this uh, agreement that was entered into between business leadership South Africa, uh, and it was an agreement between BLSA and uh, George Fiverr's forensic and risk, and uh, ESCOM was not part of, 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 of this uh, um, agreement, which was very strange because if the investigation is about ESCOM, why are private people or private groupings entering into an agreement to investigate ESCOM, which was for us one of the very strange things that happened. Because um, George Fiverr's company would have had access to confidential material and some resources that belong to ESCOM, is it known where the authority would have derived from to even allow them on the properties and premises of ESCOM? From what we have established is that it was the authority was given by the CEO at the time because he was the CEO and was able to grant them access to that, and which then creates a governance issue on a, on a institution like ESCOM, which is a a, 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 a a company that holds very important documents. And and, and, and that, that really is another concern that we were having because we did not understand why these things was, were done. And these are not the only people. BLSA funded the first part, which is the six months uh, of this contract, which was supposed to end on the 30th of June. But then there were other funders who are nameless at the present moment, who funded the remainder of the, of the money. Firstly, we don't even know how much further was paid into it, but we also don't know who these people are who funded the investigation after the 30th of June, 2023. Was BLSA um, interviewed at all? Yes, we interviewed the uh, Ms. Busisiwe Mavuso from BLSA, who uh, confirmed that they entered into this agreement that was entered into and concluded on the 28th of January, 2022. And and their involvement, they were very clear, they were very cooperative, and their involvement and the payment of 17.1 mil, uh, million rand that they paid for this report. But they also indicated that further than that, there was other people who funded it outside. Okay. Um- Because um, Advocate Mutibi speaks about um, repercussions that should flow from this decision that was taken by the group chief executive officer. Could that include criminal action as well? And with the question around criminal action, could BLSA be considered an accessory to the crime? Yes, there are two of us who are investigating this matter. It is ourselves and the Hawks. 
and the Hawks were also in the meeting there. They are looking into the criminal side of things. We are saying from our side that we are considering uh, whether what should happen to the former group CEO, because we feel that he needs to account for the way he handled this matter. But the problem that we are having is he's no longer an employee of ESCOM. Therefore, we have got to now consider it carefully, get legal opinion around it, and see what form of nature of action can be taken against him and advise the board of the of ESCOM about it so that that can be done from the civil side of things. But the criminal side of things, it will have to be handled by the, by the Hawks. Okay. I just quickly want to play a clip from um, May, on the 10th of May, 2023, when the former board chairperson, Professor Malikapuru, appeared uh, before Scope. I just take a listen to what he had to say, and I want to ask what um, Advocate Mutibi then meant to say that the board was not informed about this investigation. You were informed that an intelligence operation was underway at ESCOM. I was informed, and I think uh, the, the... The Minister of uh, Public Enterprise was actually the one who brought this uh, matter because of the, the, the way ESCOM was besieged. And uh, he said to Andre, you know, you have to gather some intelligence somehow. He didn't say it must be done in the manner that Andre did it, but he said we needed to gather some intelligence to be on top of this problem because load shading was in, in, increasing uh, criminal uh, activities were increasing and so forth and so forth. Yeah, that much I'm, I'm aware and I can confirm that. And I hope uh, whenever Andre gets a platform, he can also uh, be able to say that. Okay, so that was back in May. So what did Advocate Mutibi mean that the board was not informed? Because here you have the former board chairperson who knew about it. Yes, we were in that meeting on the day of, of that uh, recording yeah. that you have played. It is very clear that he says he was informed, and we are not saying anything about being informed. We are saying the investigation was not authorized, which is a different matter altogether. The people might have been informed, but we needed to get where this matter was, because the chair, informing the chairperson is not enough. There must have been a meeting of the board where they will authorize such kind of an investigation. Therefore, that was not done. We checked on all the minutes of their board meetings. It was not done. Therefore, obviously, it would just have been a private matter where they talk to each other, wherever they were talking to each other. Okay. Um, was the minister interviewed? In this present investigation, no. The minister has not been uh, interviewed. If there is a need, because the investigation is still going on, Therefore, we will have to invest to interview everybody that needs to be interviewed. But we we said today that we, in as much as we are saying that there was a problem with the, the, the authorization of this investigation, the governance side, we are also not going to ignore the content of the report itself because it will assist us in our investigation. You must remember, most of the things that are in the report, we are we're already investigating in yep. other proclamations that we had. Therefore, those that can lead us to somewhere inside this report, we will use them. We can't ignore the report. But at the same time, we want to send a clear message to say, you cannot just gather somewhere and decide to investigate a state institution and like that without, without yep. any repercussion because that will send a wrong message. And a quick final one. Ubusisiwe uh, Mavuso, she was a member of the ESCOM board at some point. Um, did she explain um, how the decision was taken that even though she works for BLSA as well, that um, there was this 
um, this this report that was commissioned or this investigation that was commissioned by the group chief executive officer while she was on the board of ESCOM that didn't give the authority. And then on the other end, she also works for the company that was funding this investigation. Yes, this is another dilemma that we, 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 we find because we just have to, as part of our investigation, to check whether all of these things happened at the same time. Because obviously, because this matter was never discussed at the board, even if she was in the board, she had an obligation to report. At the same time, we've got a situation like that where, where, where in terms of PRECA, the, the former CEO also had the responsibility to report if there's any criminality. Therefore, there are all of those gray areas that we've got to deal with and then we'll get answers along along the way. Okay, thank you so much for your time. Keza Khanyaho there, the spokesperson of the SIU.